0: wasn't hilarious i would probably be sick of talking about it but it's actually quite delightful uh feed me all of the mavericks misfortune feed me all of the drama going on with mark cuban i just love it i love the chaos i love how completely inept everyone is there from mark cuban to nico harrison to jason kidd all the way down to probably the ball boy The ball boy probably doesn't even know how to inflate the basketballs for the team. That's how bad it is there. It's like watching a slightly overweight European train go off the rails as a more slightly overweight owner tries to fix it, but he can't, and he just has to watch in horror. And if you thought that the last month was entertaining, oh boy, this offseason just got even more spicy, more of a soap opera, because it's probably going to get worse. So where do we start? Well, we talked last episode about how Dallas punted on the season, technically. And then Luca came out and said, no, that's actually not true. We're not doing that. And then more bad things happened. Uh, they deemed a future draft pick more important than trying to make the playoffs, which was Luca's stated goal. They said, we need to not give the pick to the Knicks, so we're going to do whatever we can to keep it ourselves. So they tanked in a way that was even more egregious, even more embarrassing, even more obvious than the Blazers, which is kind of crazy because they said the quiet part out loud. They told everyone. Jason Kidd came out in front of everyone and said, hey, my bosses are telling me that um, no one can play tonight because we need to plan for the future. And losing games right now is how we do that. And the league says, oh, no, baby, you can't say that. You can't do that. Luca came out and played for a quarter and some change, got his player prop, Ching, and got a weirdly non-standing ovation, standing ovation. And then that was the last that we saw from him. That was the last that we saw from Kyrie, who did not play, did not give an exit interview. And it is just So bad. Why was Luka so mad that he didn't get to play the full game despite the fact that he wanted to participate in a game that was still meaningful because they could play in the playoffs? Uh, It has everything to do with Slovenia because the Mavs scheduled Slovenia Day on the second last day of the season, meaning people traveled from Slovenia to watch Luka, and Luka played a quarter. In front of his own people, he had to sit in, sh- in warm-ups while people who flew 10,000 miles or whatever it is watched, insert player you've never heard of, and Reggie Bullock. Are we serious? It, do, do you know how embarrassing that is for your people? Do you know how much of a slap in the face that bullshit is? And they were like, we do not care about Slovenia. Uh, the only Slovenian that we care about is you. And Luca was pissed. So what did uh they do? They like I said, they sat Kyrie, Christian Woods, Hardaway, Bullock, uh and it was everybody was clearly healthy. They sat Christian Wood and Jaden Hardy for rest. Guys who were in their early twenties. And then now what is going on? Like clockwork, the league investigates the Mavs for tampering. Everybody is thinking about what the outcome is going to be. There's every scenario down from finding the Mavs $5 million to taking a draft pick from them, which would be hilarious because that was the whole reason that they did it to begin with, is to preserve their draft pick. Everyone now says that Luka is unhappy. There are new reports that Dallas fears that he will ask out. Luka says, I am happy here. I am not asking out anytime soon, but we need to fix these problems. He sounds a little like Damian Lillard, folks, with less patience uh, and really less rope with the organization. By the way, meanwhile, Kyrie and Luka were 5-11 and 11 when they played together this year, and Dallas has just one option. They must sign Kyrie Irving. There's no other maneuvers that you have. The roster is in disarray, and I don't know if you can see the train wreck coming, but I certainly can. And I don't know that there's much to do to stop it. And by the way, quick little aside, I did a show on New York Sports Radio this weekend on WFAN. uh, And I spent nearly two hours talking with fans, Knicks fans, about whether they wanted Luka on the Knicks. And 80% of people said no, which is just where we're at on Luka right now. Insane. I love the end of the season because every time that it ends, we all know who's getting fired. And we've been waiting for months for Steven Silas to get fired. We've been speculating for months about Dwayne Casey getting fired. We've also been commenting recently about whether Nick Nurse would decide to leave. Two out of those three are now no longer with the team in a coaching capacity. Uh, Dwayne Casey stepped down after a very rough season, uh, when Cade Cunningham went down, it was curtains for them. We knew that. They got James Wiseman, and then the curtain call came down even more. That's what happens when you win a league low, 17 games on top of 23 wins last year. Just not a team that you can trust whatsoever. Killian Hayes developed into a nice piece. Isaiah Stewart did as well. Like This is a team with talent. This is a team with athleticism. This is a team with length. But the good news is that Casey has stayed on with the team. And some of the other... Replacements that are possible, potentially Chauncey Billups, Pistons legend, and moving forward down in Houston, the Steven Silas era has also come to an end. He he was fifty nine and one hundred and seventy seven while he was the head coach of the Houston Rockets. He said that it was one of the best times of his life, but a fifty nine and one hundred and seventy seven record would be so painful to watch on a day-to-day basis, not just watch it like us because I watch it and I'm in pain, but also watch it and be tasked to fix it. It has been rough for him. Things were so broken by the time he got there when James Harden and Russell Westbrook asked out that you can't really blame him except for that you can. Except for that you can. He was not taking into account what his coaches said to do. Uh, he didn't hold any of his players accountable. He had no ability to fix the defense. He did not develop Jalen Green. No one knew their role. Eric Gordon asked to be a part of the offense, and he told them, I'd love to give you some more responsibility. However, Raphael Stone and the man with the shrimp fork, Tillman Fertitta, says we can't do all that. We got to let the young guns develop. The athletics said this to say about him. The absence of leadership on the floor turned to chaos. With lack of winning habits, the only consistent theme in a 20 and 62 season. Offensively, players deviated from game plans and resorted to their own means. It's bad. Defensively, the effort was largely null and void on a <laughs> nightly basis. It is no surprise that the Rockets, per cleaning glass, have ranked in the bottom four in offensive and defensive efficiency over the last three seasons. I mean, is there anything more scathing that you can say than that? The article basically said what we could all see. This guy is in over his head. The Rockets have no identity as a team. And you add that to a front office with heavy fire and an owner with no patience. And you've got a team that's underperforming on the court that really does not compete. That is a recipe for disaster. And Silas pretty much was on the chopping block all year. He's a good offensive coach, but he has no business leading men. As for the Rockets, the latest rumor is that they're primed to go big game hunting in the offseason for more stars. I don't know who they think they're going to get. Honestly, they've got a lot of cap space, but would you want to play in that mess right now? No. No one wants to oversee a rebuild again in H-Town. No chance.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers—whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Moving forward, Trey Young time. When uh, Quinn Snyder was hired to to help, and and helm the ship of the titanic that is the atlanta hawks i did say that it was weird timing but you add that to the notion that there were speculation that the only reason he came on that late in the season was to figure out whether he could live with trey young in the mix it turns out that we have our answer about what that was all about rumors are now catching fire saying that the Hawks are a hundred percent going to explore trading Trey Young in the offseason the rumors let me say that again the rumors are that the Hawks ownership has given the green light to whoever wants to do it to trade Trey Young in the offseason wow The Trey Young experience may have been coming to a close in Atlanta. According to Kevin O'Connor at The Ringer, who dropped this recent article called The Hawks Have Changed Everything Except for Trey Young, the Hawks could be making some huge moves. And make no mistake, the decision will be 100% Quinn Snyder's because according to O'Connor, league sources say during months of negotiations in the lead-up to Quinn Snyder getting hired, he has demanded and now wields significant influence over personnel decisions. Though Atlanta's front office dynamic is described as a, quote, collaborative effort, which is never something that you want, many high-level decision-makers from opposing teams believe that it's now Snyder who has the final say. Pause, pause, pause. Did Kevin O'Connor just write months? Months of negotiations with Quinn Snyder? So they were negotiating with Quinn Snyder While Nate McMillan was still rolling out the ball and coaching the Atlanta Hawks. That is interesting. That is very, very interesting. I guess it makes sense. Given that the most desirable coaching candidate on the market at the time would demand control. And it would make sense that he would want some sort of conversation prior to the opening. But Jesus Christ is that wild. He has been 10-11. and Since taking over, uh, because Trey Young doesn't want to move without the ball, basically. He is Russell Westbrook. Uh, everybody thought he was going to be Oklahoma Trey Young, which is some version of Steph Curry with off the ball movement, pin downs, dribble handoffs. And really, what he does when he doesn't have the ball is just stand there. Is, that's is that encouraging to you or not? Because it is not encouraging to me. How Snyder has gotten the kids, AJ Griffin, Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson to buy in and Trey Young hasn't? Shows you everything you need to know about Trey Young. So would that shock me if Trey Young and or DeJounte Murray got moved this summer? No, it would not. Would I be shocked if they tried to build around Trey Young next year? I would also not be shocked. All I know is for, for the first time in Trey Young's career, people are pointing at Trey Young and saying, listen, motherfucker, you are dead on the chopping block if you don't get that shit squared away. They are not putting up with his nonsense. So either he needs to move without the ball and be little baby Steph Curry, or he is going to somewhere like Houston with Jalen Green and them boys. That's all the time that we have for this episode of the Heat Check. Check back Thursday. Before we start the playoffs, do not forget to check the feed. I hope that there will be more interviews coming. Might have an interview lined up that is very special. Uh, stay tuned for that. And please follow the Heat Check as the playoffs are now here. Download, subscribe, please tell your friends. All of them. Follow us on social at, at this Heat Check, at a Crick on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Because the Heat Check never sleeps, even when my voice is going and the chaos is ensuing.